Welcome to 5 Minutes with Phil Routley. It's not fair that some men have hands that allow them to hold a basketball with either hand, while others can barely wrap their fingers around a baseball. It's not fair. Some women can lift more weight than I can. It's not fair. Some men are six foot nine and can dunk a basketball with their feet barely leaving the ground, while others can't dunk a ball of paper in a garbage can 12 inches away. It's not fair. Some women have flawless skin, not a blemish anywhere, and it's always been that way, and probably will be until the day they die, while others begin to have acne when they're eight and it never leaves them. It's not fair. One person finds school really easy, while another can't concentrate for more than 30 seconds. It's not fair. One person can clap in rhythm, while another couldn't follow a pattern if their life depended on it. It's not fair. If you want to be a 300-pound, 6'8 lineman in the NFL, you have to choose your grandparents very carefully. It's not fair. One person still has both parents, even as they reach their 60s, while another lost one or both in their teens or 20s, or even earlier. It's not fair. One person lives in a mansion on a hillside in Kauai, while another lives in a ghetto in Bangladesh. Life isn't fair. And you can't make it fair by replacing the four foot by six foot hockey goal at one end with an eight foot by 24 foot soccer goal at the other. When I hear someone say that someone else is privileged, I know they're right. But privilege comes from a variety of circumstances. For some, it's genetics. For others, it's heredity. For someone else, it's economics. For another, it's the quality of their home life. For still another, it's the neighborhood where they grew up, or the province, or state, or the country. So what are we going to do about it? I honestly can't think of anything other than helping people respond to opportunities to the best of their abilities. Doing what we can to make sure they have the tools they need to succeed, and maybe that means learning what they're good at and helping them get even better at it. My advice? Don't be as concerned with what you can't do as much as you are about what you can do. The old story about the animal school comes to mind, where the duck, the rabbit, the squirrel, and the eagle all had to study running, swimming, climbing, and flying, all excelled at one subject but did poorly at others. Failure in a subject was not acceptable, so they had to stop doing what they were good at to spend extra time trying to raise their grades in their poor subjects. At John Maxwell's 2019 Live to Lead conference, Marcus Buckingham talked about the research he'd done over the years indicating that we ought to be building on our strengths much more than improving our weaknesses. I get that, but I also know there are some characteristics that would benefit all of us if we were to develop them, because not being good at them becomes a roadblock. For example, get better at not being a jerk. Jerks don't have good track records. I know there are plenty of jerks who've been really successful on their career paths. Some are business leaders, some in entertainment, some in politics even, and many in sports. And they may be very good in their chosen career, but many aren't 
much good at other key areas of their lives, which depend on relationships, like marriages and families. You don't have to choose between career and relationships. You do have to choose to do the things and be the people that make those things work together. So build on your strengths and seize opportunities to do better at what just might be holding you back.